0: hello and welcome to another episode of pop law podcast i'm your host tyrone
1: I'm Desiree.
0: And we are not, not your, your attorneys. attorneys. In this segment of. Who said that? Who said that? Ooh. Let's have a quick little check in on just, you know, we're doing this whole hot girl summer thing. Whatever, whatever. Remember when we talked about, you know, like getting these summer bodies together and some in mm-hmm. our faces and the skincare How's that going. Did you do the cryo? This is what you had talked about. Will You put your body in the, the ice machine or something, yes.
1: Um, I did not do that yet. I'm waiting for somebody else to pay for it, as
0: you should. We but talked about that. Too. I have
1: been working out, I have my app challenge buddies that I work out with, and mm-hmm. you know, we go to the gym, so I am staying active. I'm trying to get my Tiana Taylor on, and <laughs> you know, all is well. And you know, we're summer's coming to an end, kind of, but um, uh, well, we still have quite a few. I was like, listen, More months.
0: I don't know if you feel that heat, <laughs> right? But that is a struggle with me and my face right now because the sweat be just be dripping. Like, I stand there right. waiting for the train. Oh, Lord, like, the subway. I, I, it's like I didn't run a marathon, I haven't worked out. I just stand there and my glasses slowly fall down my face because the sweat, the is, sweat. is forming at the so top. So, you
1: lose. Wait that way from all this sweat, And, and but, your face is greasy. Yes. um, So keep wipes and deodorant with y'all at all times. All and if times. y'all don't want to keep two separate things, there are deodorant wipes. Please get those because I'm tired of the must. Y'all want a summer and, you, and y'all musty. I'm glad you brought that up
0: <laughs> because I do want to speak to the people who are now picking the time to try to transition to a natural deodorant.
1: No, I'm yeah, here. You can't do that in the summer.
0: I'm here to preach the gospel that I I totally agree with you. You should not be putting aluminum into your armpits mm-hmm. and into your bloodstream and all other types of chemical. I believe you and I am there with you. But the time to transition
1: is the winter.
0: It was Trust literally me. you popped the latest you probably could have done it was March. Like, you could try it with April, but we were getting some warm days back then. Mm -hmm. And if you are in May trying to transition, you have already lost. Yes. So please, whatever has been working for you, I need you to go back to that until we get down below 50 degrees. Exactly. Because I am not the tallest man. I am not the shortest man. But I'm at a height such where I stand right below the average height of a man. And so when I'm standing next to you and you're on the train with your arm above me holding on to the rail yeah. I'm getting right into your armpit Speaking and let me tell of you
1: odors and height <laughs> I was telling Tyrone look I'm 5'3" five five, five, with heels but any of those heights I am in the perfect height to smell everybody's breath
0: Oh no That is so
1: freaking unfortunate i be getting ready to die i
0: thought we do with one i'ma
1: die from heat stroke and must. then i gotta die from y'all breath listen people
0: it's not okay
1: go to the dentist every three months you have to go every three months get these cleanings if it's been a while this is the key everybody come closer if you have not been to the dentist in a while You need to get a deep cleaning, which means underneath your gums. Your breath stinks. Okay? Like gum, mints, that don't work for you. You need to go get all of that plaque because you have gingivitis and something else going on.
0: Maybe Listerine at least.
1: Listerine don't work either. You have to get the gums cleaned up underneath. Let me tell you, I had this procedure earlier in the year. And so it is painful. If you don't have good dental insurance, it might be expensive. But to save us and you and your your teeth from decaying later, uh, get the deep cleaning. I Bloss mean- Bloss every day and night. Brush two times a day and then use Listerine. I, I, it's not going to correct itself. This gingivitis got to go. Y'all about to knock a bitch out.
0: I, I don't think I have any more words to say <laughs> um, because- You can't be
1: a hot girl or a hot boy with bad breath.
0: I wasn't going to say that, but you said it, and I'm glad you did, because it was informational, and it was necessary for the people. So now that we have got the most important business out of the way, (laughs) here's something that isn't quite as exciting, but it's actually very, very important. So first up on the docket, the House Judiciary Committee held a hearing regarding the oversight of the U.S. Copyright Office recently. Mm. So let's get into that, Desiree.
1: So in late June, the House Judiciary Committee of Congress held a very important hearing regarding the oversight of the U.S. Copyright Office. Karen Temple, the first black register of copyrights in over its 100-year history, go girl, black girl magic, Sat before a Jerry Nadler and other congressmen and congresswomen to answer a whole host of questions regarding the state of copyright law and infringement for over two hours.
0: I mean, it was literally just her. Wow. You would have thought that. Grilling assistant. She, she was trying to get on a Supreme Court or something. <laughs> <laughs> but during that time, we learned a lot, but there were some very important points from Ms. Temple's testimony that stood out. First and most prominently discussed, is the issue of black box royalties. So those are monies due to songwriters and publishers for both streaming and purchases where digital music services and the companies they hire to help process such payments are unable to match compositions to recordings either due to poor or inadequate metadata or a lack of registration by by DIY indie artists and songwriters with the Copyright Office.
1: Black box royalties have become an increasingly important issue in the music industry over the last decade, so it's high time that the government takes action. The solution came in the form of the creation of the Mechanical Licensing Collective, or MLC, an agency created by the Music Modernization Act of 2018 to manage a blanket mechanical license and to collect royalty payments from digital services and, in turn, pay the royalties to the correct copyright owners.
0: The MLC will do this by building a database matching compositions to recorded masters. Though the MLC is slated to launch on January 1, 2021, it was unclear when the artists could begin to expect royalty claims to be paid out once submitted to the MLC, especially since claims for black box royalties go all the way back to 2014. Well, Ms. Temple revealed in her testimony that artists should not expect any distributions prior to 2023.
1: Wow. Chairman Adler also pressed Ms. Temple about the progress of the large-scale IT upgrade that the Copyright Office is undertaking and the backlog of applications and registrations that it has caused. This is especially important because currently the Copyright Office has a backlog of over 150 registration claims, and the average time for processing is five months.
0: Miss Temple said the Copyright Office hopes to have a pilot of a digital recordation process available to a small sample of registrants in the early spring 2020, which will provide feedback to make the system more effective for its wide rollout.
1: I think that digitizing and making it an online database is needed instead yeah, of all no. this paper. So, I totally You know, agree. a little delay for... Long-term progress. She also said that the Copyright Office is working on getting all of this record-keeping data in one system and that they are hopeful to have a pilot available to some members of the public by late 2020.
0: Whether broadcasters should have to purchase blanket licenses from all four performance rights organizations was also a hot topic for the congressmen and women asking questions Mm -hmm. to her.
1: That's a good one.
0: And other topics touched on during the hearing include the Case Act, which if passed will create a copyright small claim court allowing for arbitration and piracy and whether the copyright office is doing enough to address the technological advancements of the last two decades. So, it was if you paid attention, there was some like very hot, topic hot topics, like things that will really affect musicians going forward.
1: And I wonder if this is also going to um, this oversight committee is also going to get into the issue of, you know, traditional writing copyrights for scripts. So I know and, and music in general too, um, just going to some conferences and some people jokes about, you know, the copyright office and those people in there being a little bit shaky. You can kind of pay to get your application expedited if you know the right people, but also being cautious when registering your information, like maybe a song or mm-hmm. a script, because there have been incidents where they have not registered, registered those copyrightable materials to the proper people intentionally. Or have given out information that should not have been given out and it was able to be registered in other people's names. So uh, I think having general oversight is a good thing if those alleged offenses are true to kind of make sure those things don't happen. And the implementation of this digital uh, platform might be a way to avoid that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this will be really interesting to see what actually comes to fruition. And we'll stick around for the breakdown where we'll talk about um, what the Music Modernization Act of 2018 is and sort of how the MLC came about.
1: So Spotify settles another infringement lawsuit. At the top of the year, we discussed the lawsuit Wix and Music Publishing filed against Spotify for $1.6 million for copyright infringement and how they settled that case for an undisclosed amount. Well, oh, surprise, surprise. Spotify is now settling another two copyright infringement cases.
0: So these cases were actually filed in 2017 by Bob Gaudio, a songwriter and founding member of the group Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, as well as Blue Water Music Services Corporation, an entity that administers the publishing rights of dozens of prominent country songwriters whose works include Players Baby Come Back, Miranda Lambert's White Liar and Guns N' Roses Yesterdays.
1: The plaintiff says Spotify infringed on their rights when it failed to give the notice of intention and failed to pay the mechanical royalties to songwriters that was due for the compulsory license of the musical composition, not the master recording as required by law. For those who are not familiar, in order to obtain a compulsory license, you must, one, serve a timely notice of intention to obtain a compulsory license, NOI either on the copyright owner or on the copyright office if the identity or addresses of the copyright owner is unknown. And two, when the copyright owner is known, make monthly royalty payments and provide monthly statements of accounting to the copyright owner.
0: And since these two cases were actually filed back in 2017, it is widely believed that they were the catalyst to the creation and passage of the Music Modernization Act in 2018. The MMAA addresses some of the notice and tension concerns, so it seems unlikely we'll be seeing more lawsuits related to this aspect of mechanical royalties. But basically, they really just needed to settle this as a matter of procedure because of the fact that the MMA covers this going forward. Right. And they've settled not only these two cases, but the many cases that were filed around the same time mm-hmm. period as well. So for some reason, these kept lingering, but... I mean, it sticks out that they had to settle these still and they didn't just, you know, try to take it to court or drop it because they probably didn't have a lot of standing or they didn't have a lot of legs to stand on seeing as they settled the other ones, right. so.
1: This is The Breakdown, down The Music Modernization Act. Signed into law on October 11, 2018, the Music Modernization Act, or MMA, aims to modernize copyright-related issues for music and audio recordings due to the new forms of technology like digital streaming.
0: It is actually a consolidation of three separate bills introduced during the 115th United States Congress. First, the original Music Modernization Act second, the Classics Act, and third, the Allocation for Music Producers Act. The MMA makes several updates and changes to how digital music is protected and paid for.
1: First, the MMA created a nonprofit governing agency, the Mechanical Licensing Collective, or MLC, that will be run by publishers and administers the mechanical licensing of compositions streamed on services like Spotify and Apple Music. We call them DSPs.
0: The MLC will manage a blanket mechanical license and collect royalty payments from digital services and in turn pay the royalties to the correct copyright owners. Second, in order to ensure that occurs, the MLC will build a database matching compositions to recorded masters.
1: While various companies and services have a version of a database, U.S. publishers have not agreed on the one that is both comprehensive and accurate, making tracking down songwriters and giving them royalties they are owed very difficult. As part of the MMA, the digital service providers will pay for the creation and maintenance of the database that will put all mechanical licensing information into one place that is accessible to all.
0: Third, the MMA allows notice of intention letters to be sent via email instead of snail mail, which is very costly when considering that these letters used to have to be sent to every publisher for every writer involved in each song on a digital music platform. And finally, it also creates a new evidentiary standard by which the performance rights organizations as Cap and BMI can argue Better rates for the performance of musical works on DSP.
1: The MMA is unique in that it receives support from both the majority of songwriters and publishers and the DSPs. And that was the breakdown. Okay, so music is moving along. I mean, everything is becoming modern, which needs to finally catching up.
0: Yeah, but you know.
1: It takes yeah. a while to get caught. It up takes a while to trying. get caught
0: up, and you know to educate one everyone on the laws as they are changing. But not just on the laws as they are changing, but we still have some repeat offenders of the law as mm-hmm. it has been written. So, do you remember him? Um, our ginger, our favorite ginger. Yeah. Um, we got a little update for you about Ed Sheeran and the Marvin Gaye songwriter who was suing for copyright. So the jury trial for the plagiarism lawsuit against Ed Sheeran by Marvin Gaye co-writer, Ed Townsend, has been postponed until after a similar copyright case involving Led Zeppelin's stairway to heaven is resolved.
1: On Tuesday, July 2nd, Manhattan District Judge Louis Stanton canceled the Sheeran suit September trial, reportedly urging both parties to take the summer off and telling them that they'll be summoned once there is a verdict in the case between Led Zeppelin and California band Spirit, who claim "Stairway to Heaven" plagiarized their 1968 song "Taurus." So in the meantime, um, we can be expecting new music from Ed Sheeran. His new album is due July 12th. Apparently, um, hopefully it does not have a bunch of stolen music. But what it does have is a a bunch of hip-hop artists and features. It's literally a rap album. It has Eminem and 50 Cent, Young, and that's on one song together. Young Thug is on a song. He has Ella Mae on a song. I don't He has Her on a song. Uh, let's see. He has Camila Cabello on Cardi B on a song together. He has a song with Chance the Rapper and P&B Rock on a song together. Why? He has a song with Travis Scott, a song with Khaled. Like, it's really a hip hop album. So, we'll see (laughs) how this. I mean, at
0: least he's being honest about what his inspirations are at this point. Because
1: remember, he said he didn't have any inspirations on that Rihanna song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, speaking of Rock Nation. (laughs) Yes. So, this is another throwback to the top of the year as well. So, if you can remember back at the top of the year, we discussed Rock Nation versus Iconics.
1: In April of 2017, Iconics Brand Group uh, first filed a lawsuit against Rock Nation, accusing them of undermining a 204 million dollar licensing deal by releasing a line of new era caps in partnership with the Major League Baseball without consulting the brand manager.
0: Jay Z's company in October countersued for breach of implied license, arguing that the company's 2007 agreement covers Rockware but not Rock Nation. So Rock Nation was only brought into the mix when the parties breached a licensing deal in 2013. Well, now Jay and Rock Nation are continuing the battle.
1: Jay-Z's business entity sued the New York City licensing firm, claiming it cheated the companies as part of the colossal accounting scandal. The lawsuit accuses Iconics brand group of lying about its finances when it initially made the deal with the Roc Nation apparel company.
0: So when Rock Nation entered into a brand partnership with Iconics in 2013, the defendant company was fabricating financial reports to falsely inflate its earnings according to the suit filed in state court in manhattan the allegations arise out of a massive years-long fraud perpetuated by iconics and its affiliates to amass a portfolio of trademarks under false pretenses and the process defrauding its licensees and partners and setting off a colossal accounting scandal the depths of which are still being uncovered, the suit says.
1: It adds that the scheme sent its share price from a peak of more than $400 per share in 2014 to less than a dollar today. That is a major difference. Ah. Uh, This whole situation just reminds me um, of Meek Mill becoming owner of lids who sells hats. And, you know, they have the new era hats and... Meek Mill credited Jay-Z with helping him get his business acumen together and encouraged him to invest so hey they probably about to take over New Era too
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know at least Beyonce is making money
1: (laughs) oh okay so we must be getting into the pop culture around that
0: (laughs) so um, Lion King was amazing Um, truly a movement And, um, you know, just touched my heart. And if we can just get into Can You Feel the Love Tonight, when I heard the Queen just sing those first couple of notes. And then when I covered my ear, when Donald Glover (laughs) started to sing... And then I immediately uncovered it when it, I thought I could tell that she was singing herself again. It was magical. magical. And it touched my heart. And it's <laughs> really nostalgia is the word I'm thinking of. So I would just advise all of you to go see it and really just get your life.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just very proud. Um, I'm happy to be Black. I'm happy that we show in Africa in all of its true forms. And I'm also reminded when I went to Africa for the first time, and I kept on seeing signs and t-shirts and stuff that said Hakuna Matata. I'm like, why do they have this Lion King stuff out here? Heck no, thinking it's (laughs) bootleg, and then I realized this is an actual greeting in Africa then I realized oh shit the Lion King was based on Africa (laughs) I had no idea as a kid so to actually go to Africa and then see what I'm seeing in this Disney movie that they kind of just stole which is an African greeting you know I'm I'm just happy that we get to see it in real yeah. life and we paid homage to africa and this album that beyonce put out and all these african beats and everything else i'm just very excited and it's a good time to be black
0: absolutely um speaking of donald glover oh yeah wasn't there a little i don't know too much about this okay maybe no more maybe something about him stealing the, the concept of atlanta from someone
1: i was listening to the breakfast club a couple of weeks ago and charlemagne put donald glover on blast he was essentially saying when these two writers bashir saw huden and diallo riddle uh came on there he was saying that they initially created a show called atlanta and it was similar and a better version apparently of donald glover's atlanta and it was um shopped to HBO, and they actually shot the whole season and it came out but I guess HBO decided to Shelf it and um, Yeah they had A whole deadline article And everything else about it And Charlamagne was talking about how he saw the first episode And how great it was Um, But yeah it didn't happen So they have a new show coming up uh, called Southside South Side on um I forgot what network, but that's how that came oh, up. I and so that. I just
0: literally I just saw the advertisement for that on the subway today for that show, South Side. Okay. That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, so I haven't really seen Donald Glover's version anyways. I only saw like one episode. Um I was
0: I won't I'm not confront it's good, but um that's unfortunate if the concept was, you know, yeah. rooted in something. And this else. is all legit. Alleged, legend, yeah. alleged. We don't know these people. Mm-hmm. But, you know who is also stealing Taylor Swift's number one away from her? <laughs> Lil Nas X. Because he's still at the top of the Billboard charts. I think right now, as far as I know, he's tied for the longest number one on the Billboard charts. Um, It probably has changed. Hopefully he surpassed and has had the longest Run as number one on the Billboard charts And we're talking about the Billboard 100 We're not talking about rap charts We're Mm. talking about the pop everything charts Uh So congrats to him For making that song That these kids are addicted I'm talking about like Uh. literal toddlers Uh Um, And also for him being um, A LGBT (laughs) icon now apparently Because he came out as gay (laughs) And (laughs) I heard Crystal say this She was like Y'all didn't know he was gay. Wait,
1: I was thinking that too. So I'm glad you said that. Crystal said it because you know well, y'all be was, saying, I'll be saying some controversial stuff.
0: Well, she was like, in large part because he already is a self-proclaimed barb. Do you know any straight men who it. are barbs? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, valid, valid, very, very, okay, valid. crystals. Um, and then also who's a who's having a like a real good billboard time is Lizzo. Um, So, you know, we were talking about Truth Hurts the other day on the show, and it has entered the top 10 on the Billboard charts. And this is her first top 10 song Oh, that's
1: awesome. I mean, I want to give a shout out to somebody else who made their first entry on Billboard. It's not a top 10, but Sweetie. Sweetie, uh, her song, My Type. Sweetie's from the Bay kind of she really from sacramento mm-hmm. so you know i messed with sweetie and her song her songs are very Bay influenced but my type that's my song if y'all and y'all city girl summer high girl summer y'all know that song um <laughs> it is a like sample of Petey pablo song slash a bass song that messy Marbury made i know y'all don't know what's Messi the Petey Ma- pablo song um frankly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my type is fr- freakily and then the bay version is messy mar song. Um so yes, congrats sweetie and she looks cute. So, I like well, her.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy mm-hmm. for all these people. So, I think that's it. You all mm-hmm. as usual follow us on social at Pop Up Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and you know if you want to reach out to us, you can also email us at poplapodcast at gmail.com or learn more about us on our website, poplawpodcast. Yes. And you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, not SoundCloud and so many other places so wherever you're listening like we asked you before just feel free to go out there and uh write a nice little comment or review and give us those five stars while we um you know branch off into this advertiser partnership world
1: yeah and let us know if there's any topics that we haven't covered um that you guys want to know more about and let us also know if it'll be helpful for you to have printed materials for purchase that kind of summarizes some of these legal principles um, that we talk about all the time particularly related to copyright and trademark we get a lot of questions on those but we can put together you know materials for you guys to purchase so let us know
0: and so with all of that said I just need you to remember we We are are not not your attorneys.
1: attorneys